Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a board game and a homecoming. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. I love games. I specifically love board games. Board games where you have a lot of people playing, you got a lot of screaming and yelling, you got all kinds of activity going on. I love it. I think they're fantastic. I've loved them since I was a kid. And there's something just about having a clear objective, a set of rules that everybody agrees on, and the fun that comes with that. They're these little microscopic worlds that develop. And and they're they're awesome. They're, uh, I remember playing board games as kids, uh, Monopoly and stuff. I loved playing Monopoly, and even into my adult life, we'd play Monopoly, Monopoly all the time. And and as such, we got my my boys into board games, and we were <laughs> we're playing this board game the other day. And my son's really into Harry Potter, so it's this awesome Harry Potter board game and this labyrinth game. And what cracks me up is that they are so into the exact rules and winning and losing. They want to make progress, they want to be the victor, they want to they want to get after it. Which is which is great and it's particularly interesting to watch my my 9-year-old play because he he is so intense. And he and the six-year-old go back and forth and, and they're arguing about rules. They're arguing about whose turn it was. They're just like every tiny movement of your hand, they're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? It's not your turn. What are you, what are you? I'm just like, I'm, not, I'm grabbing a cup of coffee. I'm not even trying to play. And I get it. I get it. They're into the game. They want to win. And it got board games for me as I was younger, his age. I totally remember doing that. But as I got older and even into college, I go crazy. We went crazy with them. It was it, one particular time. I was about twenty-one, and uh, it was winter camp. Well, I was on the rowing team at Cal, and uh, over the winter camp, we you'd row twice a day for a total of like four or five hours, and you were exhausted in between. So you'd have like a long three-hour morning practice and then a technical row in the afternoon. That was an hour or two. And you'd go hard, right? You'd go really hard in the morning, racing like crazy, come home, pass out, eat as much possible food as you could stuff down. But you had this downtime where you're, you couldn't sleep and you're waiting for the next practice to come around. So you'd play board games. And this one board game we played, we got Risk. That was always the team tradition. You play Risk over the over the holiday and over um, over winter camp. So we'd play Risk, but we had Lord of the Rings Risk. So it's similar to the original Risk, except you have a map of Middle Earth, right? You can be elves, you can be dwarves, you can be like orcs or humans, whatever. And the board game came with this little fake. Uh, ring, the one ring. Now, the one ring was obviously just a hunk of plastic, but it had all the elven and gra- uh, elven writing in it, which was pretty cool. And my buddy, who bought the game, said, okay, well, look, why don't we do this? Let's put the ring, because uh, we played a lot of these games. He's like, let's put the ring on you know, a gold chain or something, and whoever gets it in between, whoever wins the game gets to wear the ring, gets to have the ring in between that victory and the next victory of whoever else wins. So he goes and puts it on a gold chain, puts it around his neck. And man, I will be damned if it didn't look perfect. Like, it was shiny. It was beautiful. On this little gold chain he was wearing, I was like, that, that's for real. Like, that looks great. So we start off with this game. 
we're getting after it. And my rowing team, teammates and I, were incredibly, incredibly competitive. So we're playing this game, and my buddy Max, he's got the ring around his neck. He bought the game. And he loses. He gets taken out. He had the strategy, super competitive, very bright guy. He had this strategy. He failed to realize that somebody could enter you know, his little continent or something from a different direction, and he gets wiped out. And we tell him, we're like, Max, give us the ring. He says, no. We're like, dude, you, you lost the game. They get, hand over the ring. He's like, no, I'm not giving you the ring. And we start getting pissed off. We're like, Max, give us the ring. You lost. It's our ring now. And he literally, I swear to God, he clutches the ring on the chain on his neck with his right hand and just looks at us and says, the ring is mine. And he runs off. He runs off to his room and hides it. We never saw the ring again. And when he ran away, I swear to God, I, I, looked, at, I looked at my buddies and we looked at each other and said, the ring has taken him. <laughs> it was funny, man. This is a board game. This is a board game. But after homecoming one day, recently, right, the last time we had the, the homecomings last, last fall, um, I had some students in class, and, and one of them was, was like a little sleepy, right? I mean, homecomings are Saturday night, and uh, God, I don't know what kids get up to. Let's just say they stay up late. Right. I mean, it's none of my affair what you're doing, staying up late with your friends. So you come into class at like 11 o'clock and you're a little sleepy, you're a little out of it. And and I always give my students a hard time. We're like, oh, this is the best you got. It's fine, whatever. And I asked one of them, like, hey, look, what do you what do you want to do? Just just making conversation, trying to wake them up. And uh, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Like, what do you mean? You have no aspirations. I mean, you're in SAT class. You should have some aspirations. And as the conversation went on, it became very, very clear that he really didn't, like genuinely had no aspirations, no goals, no, you know, guiding plan. I mean, he he wanted to go to college. He didn't know what he wanted to study, didn't have any aspirations for his career, anything like that. And it, it's something that came up recently because I, I was thinking about that kid when I was watching my nine-year-old son so intensely play his Harry Potter, his Harry Potter board game. Because it's so odd to me, and it really struck me, it's so odd to me that here everybody knows if you sit down and give somebody a set of rules for a board game, they get insane. They get crazy. I was crazy as a kid and as an adult with board games. I'm watching my six and nine-year-old get bonkers with board games. My four-year-old gets in on it. They go they go really hard. They want to win that game. And somewhere in between the like Harry Potter, you know, Cars Monopoly stage or just standard Monopoly, like there's somewhere in us, in our life experience, where we separate the board game from the actual game of life. And I don't know what the hell that's about. When you're 9 or when you're 20 or when you're 30, if somebody sits you down and says, okay, look, this is the goal. 
you got to get as much money as possible in this game of Monopoly. You got to get as many properties. People will go insane to win that game. But outside of that game, like when I was talking to this kid, all of a sudden, any drive or competitive nature or desire to excel is like, it disappears. I'm like, how is this possible? I know if I sat down with this kid that I was talking about that was really sleepy after homecoming, if I sat down with this kid and was like, all right, look, here are the rules of Monopoly. This is what we're going to do. If he didn't know them, which would be a surprise, I guarantee you he'd go hard. He would go hard after me trying to beat me. And I would do the exact same thing. I'd go for the throat, man. But why is that so different than life? How is it you can have somebody who's fiercely driven and competitive in a silly game that means absolutely nothing, but when it comes to the actual art of living, when it comes to the actual competition that we're all experiencing on a daily basis, people fall into apathy. They fall into obscurity. It's like, oh, I don't really know. Do you not know what the rules are? Do you not know what the objective is? Live the best life you can. That's probably going to include some manner of finance. That's probably going to mean some kind of job that you enjoy doing. That's probably going to mean a certain number of friends. Why wouldn't you get really good at doing those things? Why is it that it has to be a Parker Brothers board game where like, you got to go around and get boardwalk and stuff and people, people are coveting Park Place and all of these different play- and things that are completely imaginary? We know what the rules are. In life, we know what the goals are in life. But it's almost like because it matters so much, people are afraid to go after it. It's almost like because everybody knows that the stakes are high, they just all of a sudden stop playing. Board games are easy. They don't really mean anything. You can take risks. You can go out on a limb. Maybe that's why people are free to be competitive and insane and start over, play again, whatever. Maybe it's because the stakes are so high in life that, hey, you picked the wrong college or, you know, you do poorly on a test. That has repercussions. Maybe that's it. I don't know. It could be different for everyone. But if you don't take your own daily life as seriously as, And as tensely as you would take a game of Monopoly with your best friends on a Friday night screaming and yelling, going wild to win at all costs, if you don't treat your own life with that level of focus, competition, just singular intensity, just, oh, this is all I want. If you don't go after your life like that, you are doing yourself a disservice. And you don't deserve to win. I'm Matt Top. And this is Zinjins Drives Me. Go out and crush it.